stands of Chernside Park. We will fight our battles to the end and surely leave our mark. We're the tigers of the VFL and we're singing harmony. We're the tigers bold in black and gold. We're the boys from Hey and welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. Now, we're not able to do this as an event at the footy club this year, so we thought we'd do it as a podcast instead. It's the only possible way that we can uh, celebrate what's a great milestone for the footy club. 30 years ago, this year, we won the Under-19 Premiership under coach Mark McGoldrick and a terrific team who, uh, who dominated on grand final day. Uh, got a bit shaky in the final series, but uh, uh, dominated uh, during the uh, 1990 home and away season. Some massive wins, couple of losses, but uh, got to grand final day and uh, and just dominated from go to woe, to be honest, and uh, and brought home a terrific uh, under-19s flag, uh, one that for one of the first that we won, another one in 1992. Uh, so a pretty good run uh, under Mark McGoldrick for the club. Uh, 1990 grand final, where it'll be 18-11-119 defeated Frankston, 7-11-53. We're going to relive the memories of that 30 years on with Mark McGoldrick, the coach, with Vaughan McCarthy, the man who was uh, best on ground on grand final day, and also with the man who kicked four goals on grand final day, uh, is well known as uh, Benny around the club and uh, around uh, local footy, but uh, John Pavlidis will also be joining us. So those three are lining up to tell us about what happened in 1990 at uh, at that uh, grand final and that terrific season that the uh, that the boys had in the under-19s, under Mark McGoldrick. Also, I'll catch up with Mark Penaluna at the end and get an update on what's going on around the club, what uh, what news we can bring you about um, the footy side of uh, what the 2021 season might look like and also, of course, what uh, what's happening around the club and in particular with the Tigers Clubhouse. So uh, that's all coming up uh, on this podcast, uh, the Big W Podcast, with thanks, of course, to our terrific sponsors, ABC Homes. They are open uh, and you can uh, do this by appointment, of course. Uh, just jump on their Facebook page or on their, their website and get all the details us or give them a call on 13 18 28. It's ABC Homes, open for business, uh, but obviously with some uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, protocols in force there. Same with Karaya Waste, who are terrific supporters of the podcast and of the footy club and have been for a number of years, karayawm.com. And of course, once again, thanks to, and you'll hear this name uh, during this podcast because Paul Balan was part of that 1990 uh, grand final winning team. Uh, so Balan Holden, uh, we'd also like to acknowledge as our major sponsor. They are open for business too. All the COVID-19 protocols are in place, but uh, actually had my car serviced there uh, just a couple of weeks back uh, and uh, did a terrific job. And, uh, and uh, so they are open for business and and waiting to uh, to hear from you on double nine seven four double eight double eight. And uh, another great sponsor we want to acknowledge before we get into the first of our three interviews, Aquatap Plumbing. Uh, that's aquatapplumbing.com.au. Anthony and the team there have been uh, great supporters. They won the uh, 2019 Wyndham Business of the Year Award and they are open. You might need them. 9369-0144. And they're on all the social media platforms as well. But let's get stuck into our uh, reminiscing about a great time for the club, the 1990 under-19 season. And uh, in order, it'll be uh, Vaughan McCarthy, then Benny Pavlidis, and finally the coach, Mark McGoldrick. Hey Vaughan, thanks so much for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, lockup's a bit of a different, uh, a different beast for us all. How are you going? Well, I'm going okay. Luckily, I'm not in Melbourne anymore, so we're still out and uh, still able to get to work. And so I'm still teaching at a local primary school, so not too bad for us. But we're all obviously careful and worried, and, yeah. and just thinking that we'll probably could get the call sooner rather than later that we're all locked down. So we're going okay. 
30 years ago, you were part of this 1990 uh, Werribee Footy Club under-19 premiership team. Um, does it feel like 30 years? No, no. When I got the call from you, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's 30 years ago. And obviously after speaking to you and then thinking about it, the memories feel just like yesterday and fantastic memories. And I can remember lots of things. And I was just going through players' names in my head and just games. And no, it's flown by, but it does seem just like yesterday. Fantastic well, memories too. When you first think back, the first thing that hits you about the 1990 year, what's, what's the one thing that sort of stands out in your mind? Oh, how much fun it was. <laughs> and, yeah, it was fun. Great times. And just uh, I was only young. I was my first year under this. I was only just turned 17. And so it was a whole new world for me, coming to new grounds with grandstands and things like that, jumping on the bus. It was a fantastic year. It was a year that uh, the, the, the team only lost a couple of games during the home and away season and then uh, uh, and spanked some teams during the year. I mean, some, some massive uh, wins, 132 points, 139 points, 174 points against uh, Sandringham uh, and, and only lost a couple of games and a few of those only by a couple of points. Did you have a sense as you were going through the season that, you know, that this was something special? Yes, yeah. I, I think we all thought we were... Uh, a good chance and I think a couple of times we might have got a bit cocky and uh, I do remember one training night after we had one of those big wins at Turnside there, we were having a kick and a bit of a warm-up before training and then Goldie brought us all in and then he just got the footballs and kicked them back to old Joey Manor and said, we don't need those tonight, boys. If you think you're going to get too cocky and he just made us run for about an hour and a half and just flogged us (laughs) and just put us... To bring our feet back on the ground, I think it was there. Yeah, there was there was a terrific bunch of people involved uh, around the club on the on the kind of I guess we call them the assistants and volunteers these days. You know, the Teddy McMasters and the Teddy Goodalls that were that were involved around the club at that stage. Yes, yeah, Teddy was our team manager. He'd been around doing the under nineteen team managers for seventeen or eighteen years, and so that was another great memory that he'd been doing it for so long, and he was probably happier more than any of us when we did win. It was he baby and Teddy Goodall driving the bus. Those bus trips were fantastic and having Joey Manor around uh, and uh, Goldie was able to bring a couple of people with him across uh, the runner and the trainer, Punch and his dad, yeah. like, uh, old Punch. They were great people. Yeah, so the, the as important as the as the blokes around. And I'm having a look at Goldie's notes from the annual report because I was able to get a hold of that. There was 34 players who played for the uh, the under-19s that year and I think about uh, 10 or 12 went up and played senior footy that year. So that's a pretty good uh, sort of ratio of what, what you were doing for the club, not only for the team. Yes, yes. So there was some players all got through and some good names and played a, a fair few games, some of them, and uh, even I think Darren Enneville might have moved, went down to Geelong for a little bit and had a run down there for yeah. a year or so. So, no, it was uh, there was some very good players, um, and uh, it was just good to be a part of it. And I was just in awe of a lot of them. But it was they were fun blokes, but they were good blokes. I, I learned a lot from those boys. You had a terrific year. You played twenty one games. You were uh, you scored twenty one goals, and you were runner up in the BNF. So you uh, and got a premiership medal. So if I were you, I'd be pretty happy with that output. Yes, yes, no, I, I did shock myself. It just turned out to be a good year and, yes, I um, was surprised and I just remember, I think, probably either the best and fairest people going to me, oh, they reckon I was going to win, you're a chance, and I'm like, what, what? And I just went home and told my mum and she just laughed off it, laughed me off and said, ah, don't be silly, no, there's heaps of other players that will get more votes than you and, <laughs> and then it, and then I, I still was pretty shocked. I didn't think myself either. But 
other people obviously thought that, and yes, and getting the premiership, and uh, I suppose you don't want to toot my own horn, but I got the BOG in the uh, grand final too, so yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of the award, but I just like to call it the Norm Smith, but it wasn't yeah, that. I'll, I'll <laughs> with that uh, for, for the purpose, so we'll call it the Ray Smith, because uh, we, had, we had a Ray Smith rather than a Norm Smith Run around our club. Uh, what What are your memories of Grand Final Day? Because I mean, in all honesty, if it was a, a bit of an anti climax of a game, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, we did win pretty easily in the end. I think it's about eleven goals. Yep. Uh, it was an early start. We, I think it might have been about nine o'clock or a nine thirty game. So I remember meeting very early at Chanside and jumping on the bus. And as I said to you the other day, Goldie saying, "Make sure everyone can get a share and wake yourself up and all." All that, and then you know we looked good. Goldie brought in. We all had black jumpers on with little tiger emblems, so we looked like a, a team. And compared to Frankston, the other team, they were all just in different sort of surf clothes and different jackets. And we looked, <laughs> we looked sort of a lot more professional. Looked like a team, whereas they were just sort of all casually clothed. So I think that got us, got us ready. And uh, just remember, you know, we're at Princess Park. This is where Carlton plays, and hopping into the rooms and just being nervous and thinking this is where uh, AFL players to yeah. come in and, and all that and just being excited to be in a AFL club room and then running out onto the ground. It was a beautiful sunny day, much like today, but obviously because it was cold, it was very wet in that first quarter, a bit slippery. And uh, we got, I can remember we got the first goal. Jamie Taylor, you might know him, he got, uh, yeah. got the first goal and was jumping up and about. And uh, I remember... Because it was such an early game, we got the first few goals and then was in their forward line and the siren went, but the umpire didn't hear it because it only went really softly. Yeah. And because it was so early, they didn't want to play the loud siren to wake up people around <laughs> uh, Princess Park. And if I've watched the early days, I've watched the movie a lot of uh, the game and saw they got the ball from about 40 out and it went along, along, along. And uh, Siren went about two or three times and the umpire didn't hear it. And in the end, they've kicked the goal. And then after they kicked the goal, they've made, they pressed the loud siren for the umpire to hear it. So that brought scores uh, level at quarter time. And uh, but from then on, we just dominated the game. 18 11, 119 to 7 11, 53. So, yeah, quite emphatic after that uh, After that start. Let me read you from the annual report. Uh, you'll love this. Gutsy rover Vaughan McCarthy was in everything and provided plenty of opportunities for his potent forward line, spearheaded by John Pavlidis. <laughs> oh, that, uh, that makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I had a lucky day. <laughs> oh well, no. As you quite rightly point out, you were you were named best player that day. But uh, Benny got uh, got four goals. So Robbie May got four goals. So everyone made a contribution, as it says in this uh, in this report. It is unfair to single out players to win. Uh, to win was a great team effort with every player doing his part, which is obviously what happened. Had a couple of uh, scary moments in the finals, though, didn't you? Yes, yes. As uh, uh, thinking back, we lost our first final. A really, I remember. I think it was a wet. Horrible day against Box Hill, who we played only the once during the year and beaten them by about 10 goals. Yeah. And uh, they, yeah, we just had that bad game and they beat us. And so that meant we never got to play Frankston in the preliminary and the semi final. And we'd only played them once during the year and we beat them by about 10 goals too. And so we never got to play Frankston until the actual grand final. And that was the, last, the only game that they lost during the year was to us. And then I remember, I think it was Port Melbourne we played and we yes. won by about a point. And, uh, Correct. I do vividly remember that just before we run out, Goldie had 
put all these signs on the floor and he's revved us all up and uh, he had a bit of a, a hate relationship with the Port Melbourne coach. I think his name was Shane Malloy, who went on to coach, I think, Port Melbourne seniors, whose <laughs> son was Jared Malloy, played for Queens, uh, Collingwood and Brisbane, Brisbane I yeah. think. Yeah, and just near the end and he's revving us all up and he's just yelling, I hate Shane Malloy. And we, <laughs> ran, and we all went out. I reckon we would have run through a brick wall and, yeah, that was a really tough game, but we got through and won that by a point. Then we won the preliminary comfortably against Box Hill on a nice, nice condition day. I think we were much better in the dry because we had such skillful players. And yes, yeah, so we won that one easily. And well, luckily, that was the time when uh, Collingwood and West Coast had a draw, which made the finals have to go another week longer. And so after our preliminary, we were able to have a week's rest because the AFL had it to play that rematch. Yep. And then we come back and luckily played Frankston and uh, taught him a lesson. Uh, 30 years, it's a, it's a long time, but it's, a, it's obviously a, a great memory uh, for you. And uh, I'm, I'm just wrapped that you're able to uh, spend a bit of time with us and, uh, and share uh, that. Do you see much of the boys these days? Yeah, just a few of them, actually. You mentioned Benny. I do see him uh, probably last year or so, not much, because those have all got older and bigger kids, but I see... Benny, Paul Bland, obviously, uh, another guy, Pete Camilleri, Jamie Taylor. I run into those guys and obviously not living around Werribee anymore. I don't get to the games as much. So, uh, no, there's a couple of guys, a couple of other Werribee players, not from that year, that are down this way that I do see. So, there's the Werribee connection more than the under-19 team. But, yes, uh, when I do see uh, a player from that year, you do make that effort to go over and shake each other's hands and say hello. You've got that special connection and that memory of of that time, which is really, really cool. And uh, you, you're at the club. You played, you played what, uh, about a dozen or so uh, senior games in your time at the club? Yes, yeah, about that. Yeah, around right about that. I uh, And more in the seconds, but I was at, in, playing in the seniors for about, I think, six years. I had a crack there under Leon first and then Donald. Yeah. It was there when they won the 93 flag watching from the grandstand. No, good memories. Thanks, Vaughan. Appreciate your time, mate, and uh, take care in, uh, in the, what's, uh, you know, become pretty uh, pretty tricky old conditions we're in these days. But uh, the, the 1990 uh, uh, memory should get you through this, hopefully, and uh, out the other side. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk about it, Kevin. Benny, thanks a lot for your time, mate. Uh, hope you're travelling all right, uh, you and the family, uh, during the lockdown. Yeah, going okay, Kev. Kev, thanks for having me, mate. 30 years ago, 1990, you were a strapping power forward, were you, in those days? Oh, well, I wouldn't say that, but I was uh, a bit of a forward in my time down there. 47 goals, I think, for the year. I'm having a look at the stats here. 20 games, 47 goals, and a top 10 finish in the in the BNF. So, and, and look, a really good uh, final series. So you must have been pretty happy with your, with your 1990. That was. It was a brilliant year. I, uh, I think I kicked the... Four in that grand final, I, I should have had five. I got a push in the back at, at one point, about 15 metres out, and little Jamie Taylor, the Ford pocket, he was swooped on it and kicked it on his left, and the uh, umpire called play on, and he kicked the point. Right. So I should have had five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're not the type to let Tails know about that all the time either, Benny. Oh, absolutely. I let him have it every time I see <laughs> Mate, tell us about the, the group of guys. There was 34 blokes who played in the under-19s that year. What are your memories of the, of the group? Well, you've got to put things in perspective here, Kev. There was, there was 30-odd of us, you know, put together from the Wyndham region, um, a, a bunch of 18-year-olds, and 
led by Goldie, who was in his mid twenties, um, who loved a good time, and so did we. So we all got along well. He brought along a few players from uh, Deer Park, uh, whose names of Adam Volpato, Dion Knight, Stephen Malkowitz. Um, you know, we developed a, a real chemistry, and it was very well balanced. So it was a it was a brilliant year. How much uh, did the vault have to do with uh, the success of the under 19, 1990 side? Who's that, Adam Volpato? No, the vault. Uh, the nightclub in Hopper's Crossing. Oh, the old vault, mate. We used to play at 2 o'clock every Saturday, right? And um, on the Friday night, there would be probably, I don't know, 10 to 12 of us at the vault on a Friday night. And we'd turn up and go to the likes of Oakley and Frankston and Dan in on a bus. Yeah. And it was that quiet on the way up to play games because everyone was hungover. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we got out there and we did our job pretty good. So uh, it was fun time. It was quite an amazing year. I mean, you spanked some sides. I uh, uh, had a look at the uh, the rundown of the games during the year, and, I mean, you beat teams by 170-odd points and 130 points. You only lost a couple of games during the year. Uh, and I asked Vaughan about this uh, in the talk I had with him earlier. Did you have that sense that uh, that you're a team that was, you know, going to be there on the on the big day at the end of the season? Well, I reckon we did, mate, because Goldie, there was that many times, but I recall a lot of the times at training that he just put the balls away and would run all night. Yeah. And uh, it got us so fit, and like I said earlier, it developed just a really good chemistry, and we are just, I think, prepared and really ready for a grand final that year. You had a, and I talked to obviously Devon about this earlier as well. Had a couple of scares. I mean, you know, the, the the first the qualifying final against Box Hill was obviously played in fairly atrocious conditions and a low scoring game, but you didn't turn up. No, no, it was horrible. We got we got beaten. Um, it was a memorable day. Like it was, I don't know, it was like two or three goals kicked for the day, but it was hailing and pouring rain and windy. Um, but you know, we, we we sort of regrouped and bounced back the following week. And you did against uh, against Port Melbourne, though that was that was only a one point win. But in reading yes. the re- the reports on the game, it was as if you were you had the game well in control. You just kept uh, kind of uh, letting Port back into it. We did well. They were a pretty good uh, team as well throughout the year, and um, they had some really good players that went on and got drafted. To Hawthorne, one of them was Craig Young, and oh, I right. recall that day. Yeah, we were in front all day, and. Uh, they come back really hard, but uh, geez, it was a good win to win by one point. Honestly, it was a very memorable day. Uh, preliminary final day, Box Hill, and you beat them fairly comfortably. Then, what was the lead up like uh, in, in around the club for the grand final? Well, Goldie was um, he was a bit of a brutal coach, so um, he sort of like put things in perspective and you know really let us know what was at stake at you know at that point. And um, and like I said, he had us really prepared, and we were we were hard, and you know played a few finals. Um, and I think we were in good stead to uh, come up against uh, uh, Frankston, who was a, who was a, I think lost one game for the year. And um, yeah, it was a, you were very prepared. Yeah, they were uh, a fairly formidable side, uh, Frankston. But you, you'd beaten them earlier in the year, nineteen uh, fifteen to thirteen nine. So you had a had a good. Uh, did, did they? Did you fear them or did you – I mean, uh, Vaughan talked about the fact that uh, Goldie got you all jackets and you and you turned up looking like a team and you sort of felt like a team and it felt like you were more organised than them? We did, in fact. Um, and they were a little bit, sort of bit on the cocky side. They were big and strong. They were all, you know, lost one game for the year. But, you know, we were prepared. And Goldie, like I said, he, he, he had us in good stead. We knew what we were going to do on that day. Um, the, the the aftermath of the, the grand final, did when did it kind of dawn on you, on you as a team that – 
you'd achieved something that was pretty special for the Werribee Footy Club. Well, the look on the face of uh, the old people around there, like Teddy McMaster um, and old Mary, you like they were around for years and they used to follow us on, uh, at every every game. And you know the joy on their faces. I just remember standing around holding the cup and they were just sitting back laughing and and with a big smile on their face. That's when it sort of really hit home. And the guys like the Skibira family, they all loved it and got around us. That was the best part of it. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you run into the many of the blokes these days, Benny? Oh, I do. In fact, yeah, Jamie and Vaughan, we catch up every now and then. I see them all and it's like, you know, and you hear like uh, Dermot Brennan and Jason Dunster speak at um, what premierships do. You know, they, they they develop a real brotherhood and, and it's like that with these guys. Every time I see them, we have a beer and have a laugh and have a chat. It's, it's, it's great fun. Mate, thanks for sharing your memories of uh, the 1990 uh, premiership uh, season. It was uh, 30 years ago. It's uh, it, it's it's a lifetime. I mean, you've got uh, grown up, uh, well, growing up uh, teenage boys now. So, yeah, life's changed a lot in that 30 years. It has, Kev. It has. And uh, thanks for having me, mate. My pleasure. Goldie, uh, the, you've been described by a couple of your players as a as a hard coach in 1990. You threw the balls away and uh, and made them run a few times. Um, was it hard with a, a bunch of uh, 19, 17, 18 and 19 year olds back in 1990 to harness their uh, their football creativity? Um, yeah, it was. Kev was actually thinking back now, mate. They were um, they were actually yeah yeah. They were a very motivated group because when I went there in 1990, wherever you played in a few finals, albeit it was only under 19 level, and had never been able to um, treat the judge and win a grand final. So, yeah, you know, I beat a sunshine the year before and was lucky enough to um, get the Werribee job. You know, got interviewed by uh, by Leon Harris and went down to uh, went down to Werribee. Had already had a really good group of players. I was able to bring a couple across from um, the sunshine under 19. So all very good players back in the old FDFL days. In under seventeen level, so we we had a good group of players, and I think I was only shit, mate. I only would have been twenty eight years of age at the time when I was coach, I reckon. So yeah. to say I didn't have a uh, a care what they said was would put a mildly. You know, I was just uh, gung ho. I was looking for my first actually premiership as a coach. I spent a lot of time coaching juniors at Deer Park, and um, just smelled something special with these boys. So I thought, you know, we, we trained we train now like uh, we trained back then. Uh, very hard. Even some nights, show you know, we're out there, we're out there running around the ground after the seniors. So the boys were always, always super, super fit. And um, in the end, we were able to win now, you know, our, our first premiership. Thirty-four players you used, and ten of those played senior footy during that year. So I mean, it was it was a compact group of uh, group of fellas in comparison to what you see these days uh, with with footy lists. Oh yeah, yeah. As, as I said at the start, these guys were very motivated. And a lot of these kids who were be under nineteen at came through the just Werribee Junior Football Club and a lot of them were from Hoppers Crossing. So you know, back then they had a they had a, a respect for each other and I was able to I was able to harness, you know, they able to harness the whole group and, and get them get them playing together and um yeah we end up with a yeah, as you said, a, a lot of a lot of those uh, players going on to play senior footy, which was obviously um which obviously was the icing on the cake. You uh, you had your team uh, together too. You put your, I mean, you mentioned you brought a couple of players with you, but you, Bernie Lee uh, has, has been such a part of your footy uh, journey, and he was part of this in 1990. Oh yeah, Herb was an integral part of it. Yeah, Bernard was uh, with me at um, Sunshine. Was um, always with me, you know, through my junior coaching at the Park from under 11s right through to um, right through to under 17 levels. And you know, as you know now. It's, even in the Deer Park circles, the last few years, Herb's always been around and always been a ter- terrific support to me, and um, and was a really good. Um, you know, pulled me back in line a few times. Kevin. <laughs> Again, it's been twenty eight years of age. I was 
I was very gung ho and it was probably at times a little bit too hard on, on the kids, even though they did accept it. Yeah, 28 to be coaching, uh, you weren't that much older than the players. I mean, that, it's the sort of thing that wouldn't happen these days, unfortunately, but it's probably not a bad thing. No, no, I was, I was, I was, I was lucky, Kev. I, um, Bill Brown, the Sunshine, gave me an opportunity to coach under 19. So as you know, Sunshine in those days was a little bit of a, a, a basket case, and yeah. I you know, had a couple of years coaching under 17s in the WR, FDL back then, sorry, and... Um, so I knew a lot of the kids, and I coached rep teams at up under 17 level. So I had a, had a report with the kids. So I was able to pull a reasonable team together for Sunshine in 1989, the under 19s. We just missed the finals after every year getting thrashed by 50 goals every week. And so that, that gave me the opportunity. And then you know, Werribee's, um, Werribee's coaching role come up because um, uh, Richard Leftrup was the coach, and he went on the coach's seconds in 1990. And yep. Leon Harris interviewed me for the job with uh, Bernie Shea, which was a it was a very interesting interview. <laughs> and to be very honest, I walked away thinking I didn't have the job. And then um, a couple of hours later, Leon rang me up and I, I got the opportunity. So that would um, certainly opened up a lot of opportunities for me as a coach going forward. Yeah, it was an interesting kind of a three or four years for you, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you, you finished up coaching the twos as well as the 19s, I think, the next year. Was it the next year you coached both? And then, or was, was that 92 you, you coached both? No, yeah. Yeah, 91, yeah, we won, as you know, won the flag in 1990 and uh, Leon Mark gave me the opportunity to coach the um, the seconds and the thirds together in 1991. It was kind of the in thing at the time also in the AFL, there was a lot of coaches coaching under 19s and seconds, so Leon gave me that opportunity and to be very honest with you, Kev, I wasn't, I wasn't really ready for senior footy, I was only you know, 29 and you know, yeah. I'm coaching, I'm coaching you know, at that stage form of AFL, VFL players who, who weren't getting a game because we were very strong in the seniors coming down to the seconds. And to be honest, you know, it kind of overpowered me a little bit. And I don't really think I got a good grasp on coaching that year, the seconds. I did my best, but I, I could have done a hell of a lot better when I look back on it. Yeah. It's 30 years ago, mate. It's a long time. We're all, we're all different beasts 30 years ago than we are, what we are now. Um, oh, yeah. No, no argument. As you went through the 1990 season, and, and I mean, there were some massive wins. There weren't too many losses in that. Um, was it was the difficult balance keeping the boys from getting ahead of themselves a bit? Um, no, they were, look, no, they were very um, – no, they, were, they were really focused, Kevin. I, I, think, um, I think the training loads – Woke them up a little bit, and yeah, you know, look back probably probably overtrained him a little bit, but you know, they were they had an appetite for it. So <laughs> the, the the bigger the appetite, the kind of the harder I trained them. And and you know we, we played against um, Frankston a couple of times during the year, who beat us every time. They were a very talented team, and and at that stage they were able to they were able to drop down a few players from their um, from their seniors in the finals, which made them even a better team. Yeah. So I was mindful of that. We never had that opportunity. So I was mindful of that. So, you know, I always had the, had the thought back then, I probably still do now, that, you know, the number one priority in football is um, you've got to be able to run. And, and, you know, my guys were very fit. And, you know, their appetite to accept all that hard training certainly helped us win the premiership, apart from their talent, which obviously is the number one prerequisite. But number two was that we seemed to be fitter than Frankston come the finals time. And we had, a, you know, we had... Um, a good list on the ground. I remember Jamie Carl had a sore back. I remember before the game, Doc Turner bending him over and uh, sticking a needle in his back. I'm not right. sure that you get away with that these days for 18-year-olds. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, it was an interesting final series, wasn't it? I mean, uh, talk to uh, to Vaughan and to uh, and to Benny about it. Uh, that, that first game against Box Hill was in a slog. Yeah, yeah the conditions there. That was out of Springvale for memory, I think. 
And oh yeah, the conditions were conditions were atrocious. And then yeah, we just we were to be honest with you, we scraped through all the finals. And then um, grand final days, I remember saying to the boys really clearly after the game, I said you picked the best day of the year to produce your best football. I remember clearly saying that after the game, Phil. So they were just terrific grand final day. Just didn't put a foot wrong. It just seemed like everything we put in place all year just came came to fruition on the right day, Kev. And, and, and as I said, Frank Frankson was super talented. Yeah, and you you got the extra week because of the uh, the AFL uh, having that uh, having that draw. They they rejigged everything, so you had an extra week to uh, to kind of fill in virtually. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, don't worry that was, <laughs> that never went unnoticed by the Frankston case. Don't worry about that. I remember him saying his guy the guy's name was never lateral, and he was. He was an older type coach, so he was uh, all blood and guts as well. So him and I really crashed a lot, and you can hear him yelling during. I can remember we only stood fifty yards apart, and he's yelling during the game. You know when we started to get on top, all oh, this is rigged and all, all this silly sort of stuff because <laughs> we got the extra week off. And mind you, it did help help us win the game, no doubt. It was right. It wasn't obviously not rigged. Yeah, no, obviously. Um, Benny mentioned uh, your uh, your impassioned speech in the Port Melbourne game, uh, where you where you said that you you had uh, Shane Malloy was the uh, was the focus of your attention. Uh, the the Port Melbourne coach at the time. Yes, uh, Shane and I coached um, 19, uh, 1989 coached the um, rep team, the, the rep team together. Yeah, um, to be fair, rep team together. I was just assistant and. He actually, um, he actually didn't show very honest lifestyle back then. Again, only 28 years of age, so when I reflect, maybe I was a little bit harsh. He actually didn't show a lot of respect to me, to be honest with you. So it was something I kept in the front of my mind, <laughs> being a vindictive, brave boy, mate. And uh, <laughs> before the, I, I remember clearly before the game, was a, it was a massive, selfish focus by me just to want to beat Shane Malloy. Forget about anything else. All McGoldrick wanted to do was knock over Shane Malloy that day. And uh, they were, again, they were, they were bloody, they were a very, very talented team. Had a lot of players from the FDL that played in um, that played in that final as well who were very good players who played, played, in, our, you know, played in our district. And uh, it was a one-point win in that uh, in that first semi-final. So it was, it was on a bit of a knife edge there for a while. Yes, mate. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, they looked like they had control all day. And, and yeah, to the, as the boys have been all year, every time we had good opposition, they just seemed to lift a little bit. And I remember we got seven points up and we felt, and I felt that we had it. And then they came back and kicked another goal. And they had the ball in their forward line when the siren rang. And Dion Knight, who I brought across from Sunshine and Deer Park, actually spoiled the ball. So, And then the siren went. So it was a relief. And whoever won that game was going to win the grand final. So I actually thought we were the, first, the best two teams in the comp. Take me through grand final day. The boys said that you talked about making sure they were, because it was a nine o'clock start, making sure they were all awake when they got to the ground was one of your major concerns. Oh yeah, we, we left um, we left Churnside. And I don't remember the old yellow and black bus which uh, yeah. said him was master. The, the uh, great old man he was, fantastic fella. Yeah, we left. I think we left Churnside Park at six. And I've said the story a few times that you know the boys had an inclination to want to hit blazers on a uh, on a Saturday <laughs> night after the game, and we played Sunday morning. So my trusty lieutenant Bernard and I went to blazers to make sure they weren't there, and we got there at nine and left at one in the morning. So at six o'clock when I got to the ground, I had a hangover. Her had a hangover, but <laughs> you know, by, the, by the time the game started, we uh, yeah we weren't able to gather gather ourselves. It was, uh, it was it was a bit of a uh, an anti climax in some ways. Was not that winning a grand final can be an anti climax, but it, it, it was a game that you had it uh, pretty much under control. 
Yeah, we did, Kev. As I said before, you know, the boys, the boys were you know, extremely fit and, and down to play Princess Park. It was, um, it was a little bit dewy early, but as the, as the sun started to come out, our boys, you know, they, they, they got on top. And I actually thought Frankston was the third best team, even though they beat us a couple of times during the year. There were circumstances for that. And beating Port Melbourne, I felt, you know, I felt reasonably confident. And, and then also having that, um, having that extra week off, just freshen my blokes up. I remember very clearly. And then, as I said to you before, mate, just, I said to him after the game, you know, you just picked the best day of the year to get everything was perfect. You know, they were disciplined. They kicked the balls with the right spots. We had a few little plans, kick outs, not not a lot of stuff. Not we had, but just a few little stuff, few little things like our kick outs, and that just all all worked to perfection. We, and, you know, every time we had a strong on goal that we had to nail, we we nailed them. So that you know that just married up to a, a good performance on the day. Thirty years ago, is it? Is that gone in a flash for you, or does it seem like a long time ago? Oh no, gone in a flash, Kevin. You know, you, you've, you've done a few lunches with these guys. We're all still really close. When we um, when we have our five year reunions, where um, we knew that we get you know, 95 percent attendance rate, and yeah. as you know, I'm still involved in still involved in local footy. So I see these guys around a lot, and every time we see them, you know, it's like 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 yesterday was the, the time we won the grand final. I was lucky enough, you know, I, I'd coached. Deer Park for seven years in juniors and never won a flag. So that was my first flag. So that's always my most cherished. And I always say, even though you know, I was lucky enough to win a senior flag at 94, that flag in 1990 uh, is very high on my list as one of my most satisfying experiences. Well, thanks for sharing your memories of it with us, Goldie. We appreciate it, mate. Take care of yourself. My pleasure, Kev. Great to talk to you as always, mate. All right. Joining us finally uh, here on this uh, Big W podcast, the CEO of the Footy Club, Mark Penaluna. G'day, Mark. Okay, Kev. How are you, mate? I'm good. Uh, now, I wanted to give everyone an update, if we could, on uh, what's happening in the in the football club. Uh, firstly, let's talk about the footy. Do we do we have any new information we can impart about uh, what uh, season 2021 might look like? Uh, look, there's nothing really definitively, but uh, there's lots of meetings going on. Um, Martin's holding meetings um, both for the, the VFL club presidents and with the AFL. There's one that would have been held um, just last Friday. Uh, with the AFL, and uh, they're happening, as I said, pretty frequently. Uh, and I'm also having weekly meetings with each of the VFL club CEOs, particularly from an op- operational point of view. Lots of questions around what things might look like, list size, the salary caps, all these sorts of things. And, and the AFL are also obviously catching up with each of the states as well, the waffle, the sample, and things like that. So it's important to try and align what the structures and, and caps and all these sorts of things that are going to go into what things might look like for next year. Yeah. Um, a lot of communication, but uh, no real decisions. But um, hopefully, mate, we'll um, we'll have some uh, ongoing updates for our members as we as we progress. Yep, and we'll certainly then know across all our uh, all our social media platforms. In terms of the uh, the club and the business, and uh, and I guess uh, the Tigers Clubhouse. What can you give us an update uh, there? Yeah, well, the recent uh, and the guys here are doing a wonderful job with the, the circumstances that's occurring, and um, it's been really pleasing the last week or so. Our takeaways of numbers have, have, have risen, and uh, Really encourage our, our members and um, and and sponsors etc to um, to really support the clubhouse for the takeaways to deliver uh, within Wyndham free delivery if you're a Werribee Football Club member which I'm sure everyone is yep um, and it's really important that people really support us here because at the moment the reality is that we haven't got a whole lot of income from a footy club point of view and it's very important that our, our main income generated the tightest clubhouse. People get behind it, and as I said, Reese and, and Tracy and all the staff there are 
doing a wonderful job holding everything together for us there. And uh, that's the other big news too. In a couple of weeks or in the next couple of weeks, we hope to uh, unveil to everyone details of the 2021 membership and a few few bits and pieces that are coming up as well. Yeah, absolutely, Kev. We aim to be launching a, a, a membership 2021 campaign over the next two or three weeks. Zach's doing some good work in and around that and we're looking at some new fundraising initiatives which will go ahead with that, um, including obviously potentially uh, being able to reserve your own seat and have on airport over in 2021, but certainly some new details around that will be coming over the next two or three weeks, mate. And hopefully, uh, you know, do, uh, if we're able to, also a couple of events on the way. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're, we're, we're hopeful. <laughs> um, we are. We have got a date plotted in for uh, in November. Just working on a guest speaker there, and and as I said, hopefully, health um, tricks permitting, we'll be able to progress with that event. Um, I'm sure everyone's going to do the right thing. It's very pleasing when we drive up and down Watton Street and things like that to see everyone trying to do the right thing, wearing masks, etc., social distancing. So, once again, I'm sure all of our members are doing our best, and uh, and hopefully we uh, can shake each other's hand very uh, in the not too distant future. And who knows, Kev, have a beer or two with one another. There's something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Mark. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Kev. Good man. See you, mate. All right, my thanks to uh, all our three participants from the 1990 team for, for Coach Mark McGoldrick, uh, for uh, Benny Pavlidis and uh, also Vaughan McCarthy. Thanks very much for uh, spending some time and, uh, and reliving some of those great memories of the 1990 season. It was uh, terrific to go back on that and a pity we couldn't have a function this year and a reunion for the boys, but uh, obviously uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and do that in the future maybe in uh, 1992's 30-year reunion. We can get them all together, all three teams that played in uh, two grand finals and one preliminary final. It was a terrific period for the Under-19 program for our footy club. Thanks once again to our great sponsors, uh, ABC Homes. Uh, they are open. Of course, you can check out uh, them on Instagram, on Facebook, their website. Uh, 13 18 28 is the telephone number. By appointment, you can have a look and uh, you can also do virtual tours on the website too of some of their display homes. Uh, abchomes.com.au Cryo Waste, uh, that's cryowm.com.au They're also across all the social media platforms. And Bland Holden, double nine Seven four double eight double eight. They are open for business. All the COVID nineteen protocols, all in place for everybody at the moment. We're all being sensible about all these things. And Aquatap Plumbing. Uh, talk to Anthony and the team there at Point Cook nine three six nine zero one double four. We'll keep you abreast of all the news from the club, uh, as Mark said, uh, on all our social media platforms and on our website. Take care, be safe, and uh, go the big W. With the Tigers, boy.